Bonnaby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What the DOB, everybody in Chicago? What's going on? I hope you're all doing okay. This is Khalif Adams. This is the Spawn On Me podcast. I hope everybody is chilling, doing their thing, making sure they are okay. Hope they are. Social distancing. I hope you are. Wash your hands. Wash your butt. Doing all the things you need to do to make sure you're okay out here in these COVID-laden worlds. I hope you're all doing all right. I am doing well. Then thank you for everybody coming through and hanging out with us this week and every week on the Spawn On Me podcast. Um, it has been... A very, very interesting week. First of all, I got to thank everybody for coming through and rocking with us uh, to check out our episode that we just had last week with Steve Saylor, who is amazing and brilliant. And again, like super, super cool to be able to have him on the show. Uh, we've been trying to make that happen for at least six to eight months uh, to, to see if that's going to be a thing to be able to get him on and, and rock with us. And it was super good to be able to, to, to finally get Steve on to chill with us uh, last week. Um, this week, uh, there isn't a lot actually to dig into, uh, news wise this week. It's just been pretty, pretty slow. I think most people at this point are kind of wrapping up, uh, everything they need to do to kind of like get over the hump to get through the holiday and into the next year. Uh, so it has been a little bit quiet in terms of news this week. So there isn't really anything to dig into. Um, on that end. So the show will be a little bit shorter this week than usual. Um, I do want to get into a couple of things this week. We're going to do a couple of um, uh, reader questions uh, that, that came up on Twitter this week. We're, we're going to talk a little bit to, to those. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about um, you know some of the stuff that's going to be coming up next week and all those kind of things. Uh, so, so make sure you're sticking, sticking around for that, for sure. Uh, this weekend, uh, every week that we've had for the past month, uh, we have to, again, thank our sponsors for the show, uh, the folks over at Annapurna Interactive. Again, them showcasing their new game, The Pathless, uh, and giving us the opportunity to share that with all of you at home has been fantastic. Um, I believe this may be the last show that, that we are hanging with them uh, as a sponsor. But again, the massive love and massive thank you to the folks over at Annapurna for believing in us believing in me and the work that I do here at Spawn on Me and, and, and uh, believing in Bricago, uh as, as an entity, as a community, uh, to be able to rock with you all uh, doing that kind of work. So massive love uh, to our friends over at Annapurna. We'll be talking a little bit more about them uh, before the break uh, and then giving them some love right at the end of the show. Um, this week has been really, really difficult. This has been a extremely hard week. Um, you know, seeing folks kind of run in, into the chat uh, and saying what's up to them real fast. Um, it's been a, a a especially hard week. I think, you know, again, thank you to everyone who is who shared kind words uh, on Twitter this week. Um, I, I shared a little bit of personal information and personal news um, about um, some family members contracting COVID. Uh, and that has been extremely difficult to kind of figure out how to navigate. Um, so uh, my brother-in-law uh, was diagnosed probably a couple weeks, well, like earlier this week, actually. They live out, you know, it's my wife's family, my wife's brother, 
uh, he and his family, they live in Oklahoma, uh, which is a hotbed for, for COVID. Um, it is, it is scary to, to say the least. Um, we're not tight, but we, you know, I, I don't want anything to happen <laughs> to him or his family or his, you know, he is, he has a lot of people that he's connected to and, and, and near often. Um, and they went on some random trip like they weren't supposed to, <laughs> and they, you know, when you have family members who are extended parts of your family who are not taking the ideas around COVID seriously, it, it is extremely difficult. It is really hard to one, know what to do for the people who you, who you do want to keep safe. Uh, it's difficult as an extension of our family and the extension of, you know, my wife being that's her brother having to navigate the, the interpersonal relationships there between, you know, them and hoping that, you know, we're not at some point during this year or next year going to have to FaceTime a dying, you know, a dying sibling or in, in my case, a dying brother-in-law. Um, so that's been really difficult. That has been an extremely hard thing to kind of fathom, not only because of the repercussions that happened within the immediacy of, of the family and, and how that stuff kind of plays itself out, but there's a layer of selfishness that goes along with, um, not wearing a mask and believing that you are going to be able to do whatever you want and to be able to kind of just be a person who is going to not only, you know, fuck around with the odds, but also play with other people's lives, which is what we've seen with over what, 270,000 people passing away at this point, probably more than that. I'm probably getting the, the number wrong. A person dying every minute at this point, um, in, in the United States because of COVID and people want to fuck around and, and go on trips and hang out and, and do real random shit like that. That to me is callous. That to me is selfish. That to me is, um, you know, you're, you're, you can play around with your own body and your own life, but you can't do that to other people either. And that shit is difficult. That's hard. Um, so that's been difficult and on my mind a lot this week. Um, knowing that I have a lot of friends and family who work in the medical profession knowing how many of those folks are currently at their wits end, are currently out of patience are currently out of grace because they see so many people not doing what they're supposed to do. When we know how simple the, the ask is at this point, keep away from people and wear a mask. Like it's not, you know, again, there's first responders there are people who have to go to work every day and go and, 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 have to be in these situations where they have to be outside and doing this work. But for the people who don't have to do that, who are continuing to go party and the people who are going to continue to go and hang out and have Thanksgiving dinner and probably going to go have Christmas dinner with all the other people, like a hearty fuck you to you. <laughs> Cause seriously, that's like nuts. Like a serious fuck you to y'all. Cause that's craziness. Like, I just don't understand how at this point you can take those things 
and do that work and do that kind of stuff and you know just just decide to do whatever you want um so i i, I don't know um you know i'm feeling feeling rough about all that kind of stuff um shout out to borderline entertainment entertainment for coming through with the raid today um and i and i don't know what to do with that energy it, it is very difficult to try to reconcile all the magnitudes that are happening right now um in a way that feels reasonable and also like in a way that gives me the ability to have grace for for folks like that that part is the thing that i feel excuse me is the the hardest thing right now which is i i want to give people space to be able to manage all of this in a way that feels okay and in the grand scheme it doesn't matter what i think but I think when it winds up hitting, hitting home, I know multiple friends, I know multiple industry friends. I know multiple personal friends who, who are, who have lost somebody, you know, I know people who have lost multiple people. I know people who are on the front lines every day, who are doing the work of trying to keep people safe. I saw a random picture, maybe 10 minutes before we started the recording today of a hospital that set up in its ICU department, a station of multiple stations, multiple iPads on, on stands for all the people who are going to die and not be able to see their friends or see their family. And the only way they're going to be able to talk to them before they die is over an iPad or over a device. And I don't understand <laughs> how, when you see that, that you don't understand the magnitude of what all of that means in a grand way um, and how selfish the human being, the hu the hu how selfish the animal, the human can be uh, when it comes to not even the thing that's like self-preservation. Cause you know, I understand fight or flight. I understand when people are trying to figure out ways to keep themselves safe in a moment. That makes sense. That's your body. Your body's doing that. Your body's telling you to do a thing. And you're trained to do that thing based on your life experiences and all the, you know, all the stimuli in the space, right? But when you decide to go jump on a plane and go to Cabo or some other shit, <laughs> and you just dip out and be like, well, it's going to be okay. And you don't understand that you're like a possible carrier. Like, that's wild to me. Like, that is, that is some next level of selfishness that I feel like is criminal in weird ways. Well, not in weird ways, in actual ways, like it's criminal. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't understand how people just roll through like that and do that kind of stuff. That stuff is wild. It's wild. Um, so, um, thank you, Dark Tiger, for the sub. I, I, yeah, it's just an interesting space today. Like, uh, you know, so you have that as one thing. That's been a thing that's been happening over the past week. Just got that information and went through the gamut of emotions, mad, sad, angry, um, worried, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, within that, within the past two weeks, we've had friend of the show, friends of the show, and Saga and, and Zombie Kills, who I love, uh, who's a brilliant human being, a wonderful human being, um, be like... 
relentlessly harassed by, you know, people in the YouTube community. I've gotten a taste of it this week, but it's nothing compared to what Zombie has gotten this week. Um, seeing folks like the quartering come through and weaponize their audience in the way that they that that that, that he usually does, and then tries to play, oh, you know, well, you know, I didn't say I, t- I actively told people not to go after her. Um, and then play the, you know, play the idea of like, well, I'm an innocent bystander in this and you can't control the internet mob. Like, it's also another one of those layers of grossness that we see in the internet space that I don't know what to do with. Like, I, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been uh, on the internet since the beginning of the internet. Um, I've been you know, on these online spaces, having these online fights and having all this kind of, all these conversations for a very long time. Um, so I'm worn down in a lot of ways. Um, if you see me quiet, it's not because I don't have thoughts. It's because I've had those thoughts on multiple occasions over multiple years in multiple decades at this point. Uh, but I will speak up when I need to. I, and I spoke up about the quartering stuff this week. Um, but I hate the idea that you can, for the sake of your own shitty content, weaponize a group of your own fan, own followers and own fans to magically just like throw the idea out there. Cause that's, that's what it is. It's a lot of unreasonable conversations that are sparked from an opinion that has no merit. It's a combination of, of, of opinions that don't have the whole facts there. It's a combination of unreasonable and stupidity, un, unreasonable and stupidity from an audience because they can't read and the reading comprehension is extremely low. To be able to do that work, weaponize that stuff against another human being and then just dip out and then continue to go make content and continue to go do whatever the fuck you want. And then magically all that stuff is supposed to just be okay. Right. That's wild to me. I don't understand it. I've never seen a human being. That's not true because this is not new either. Like the stuff that the quartering does is not new. I've never seen another grown human being whine so much on the internet and then get mad when people call them on it. Like you can't be anti SJW and, you know, super libertarian and, all this other kind of shit and, and, and feel like I'm just going to rock and do all that stuff, but be like such a whiny bastard on the internet. Like literally when 99% of your content is just whining about other people's shit, when all you have to do is just mind your fucking business. That's the thing that bothers me about all this stuff. It's so many people who make content out here that don't have anything actually to say. They're not trying to actually make a thing better. They're not actually trying to add intelligent conversation or, 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 you know, civil discourse into the space. It's literally just whining for clicks and that shit works. That's the thing that's fucking unreasonable and stupid is that shit works. I don't understand it. How the hell does that content deserve almost a million followers because I understand human beings love drama and I understand that human beings love nonsensical shit. 
But I just don't understand the, the, the idea that you can posit a particular stance, have your magical thinking that goes behind it, which again is not reasonable and doesn't actually speak to the facts of the issue, have that be a thing that lays itself out bare on the internet. People like it. And then people have the nerve, have the audacity, have the gall to roll up on other people on the internet and serve them death threats. I saw a zombie this week get uh, messages basically being like, yo, we hope that you kill yourself out here. That shit is wild. That's nuts. Like these people are deranged. Like that's a, that's a problem. Like, there's no reason. Even if she were to be like, yo, I, even if she, if she did the thing that they supposedly think she did. Hey, I'm black and I want an Xbox. Hey, Xbox, give me an Xbox. And they gave her an Xbox. What in the fuck does that have to do with you? Absolutely nothing. It does nothing to absolutely do anything for your life. It's just nosy motherfuckers who are out here just with nothing else to goddamn do. So please, 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 if there, you know, people got my mentions all this week and called me all kinds of names and called me all kinds of monkeys and apes and shit. And, you know, said I'm a racist because I, I, I'm trying to deplatform, you know, quartering and all this stuff. stuff. I don't, I'm not trying to deplatform him. I just don't think that his work has merit. I think it's bad. I think it's bad work. I think it's bad content. And I think people who like it are fucking stupid because <laughs> it's dumb. It's not, it doesn't bring anything new to the space. It doesn't add anything to the space. And the timber of it is consistently uh, anti-progressive, and that's fine. I don't care what, you know, he's talked about himself being a libertarian. That's fine. But the fact that it doesn't add anything to the space but chaff and garbage and idiocy doesn't mean that it has merit. Like, the conversation has been, oh... Well, if he has so many followers, why doesn't he get stuff? He's like, I didn't get a free Xbox and stuff. You ain't getting no free shit because people in the industry don't want to fucks with you. That's the reason why. We all know. <laughs> That's the interesting part. A lot of the bad actors in the industry will, uh, well, not because he's not in the, they're not, they're not in, actually in the industry. They're on, the, they're on the periphery of it. But a lot of people who are the folks who should be in the conversation around being influencers in those spaces and actually having some impact in it don't because everybody who is in the industry, we all talk, we all understand who the people are, who are bad actors, who don't want to do anything, but, but seed chaos and people we see who want to hurt other people through the content that they make. Even if they try to, even if they try to front their way through it and say, well, Hey, you know, I can't, I can't stop my, my, my followers from doing stuff. I can't make people not be wild and, and, and do the crazy shit that they do. That's not my responsibility. It's the old Charles Barkley. I'm not a, I'm not a role model movement. I understand that as a concept, but everyone understands the repercussions. You don't do that work. If you're intelligent, if you have a brain inside your head and you've been paying attention to anything and you understand how humans work. You understand that just by creating the content and doing what you do and making the thumbnail with some like glorified, you know, changed version of, of, of her face or whoever's face you're going to be doing it, Pokimane's face or whoever else you've been doing it of late, you know 
that there is a certain section, there's a certain segment of the internet that loves to have those conversations and loves to start shit because of anonymity and loves to start being actually dangerous to people because it's not been a long time since this is, this is not a new thing. This is not a new phenomena that we see in the space. This has been happening for a very long time. So to not understand that is dangerous and that shit is stupid. So, you know, this isn't some like mega anti thing against dude. Cause you know, we all understand that his content is boo-boo, but like, you can't endanger other human beings because you want to have shits and giggles and make a, uh, make a YouTube check. That shit is fucking garbage. That shit is whack. And I wish we didn't live in a world where people could benefit from that. I wish we lived in a world where that wasn't celebrated or was, had, had an ability to be monetized in that way. Uh, because it just leaves space for content like this in a weird space, we have to do double work to get just the amount of kind of recognition, even though we do work that's infinitely better than that. Stuff that we actually do work towards that actually makes the world better uh, in the ways that we know it does. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's my thoughts on that. You know, my, my, my feelings on, on, you know, the feelings of what happened in this week. And, you know, please, again, you know, be safe out here. Like most of you in the audience will never have to, to feel this version of the wrath of the internet um, and be happy about that. But for the folks who are out here who are putting themselves out and trying to speak truth to, to, to power and trying to stick up for, you know, differences of, you know, diversity and inclusion and, and, and wanting to be seen and wanting to be heard and having a seat at the table, which is all that Zombie and, and Saga wanted and put out in the world. That's the only message that that really mattered. If you really were paying attention to what the conversation and the context around the conversation was, it was an ask for a seat at the table because we deserve it because of the work that we do. Then all this other stuff doesn't really matter. And it's all, fluff and it's all stupid and it's all smoke and mirrors and it's all, you know, silliness. Right. Um, but there are real people behind these keyboards. There are real people behind these Twitter avatars. There are real people behind these channels who are using their power for, for evil. And that's what that is. It's evil. It's not, it's not <laughs> just some, you know, I'm going to do this for shits and giggles. Like you have to understand the repercussions that go along with that. As a person who's been making content for over a decade, I've always understood that I have a certain level of power with the words that I choose. I have a certain amount of sway with the words that I choose. I have a certain amount of, 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 of influence with the words that I put out into the world. And I take that very seriously. That's the thing that I take extremely seriously because you never know who's listening. You never know who's listening. You never know who could take your words and twist it or take your words and take it and throw it to somebody else and, 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 and misrepresent it or, or put it in some other space that is dangerous because you didn't do the work of thinking beforehand of what that word could do or what that phrase could mean or what that picture could put out that you took and Photoshopped up to, to, to make somebody look like a, like a demon. 
So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting week. It's been a, it's been a really hard week. It's been difficult. Um, but again, thank you to everybody who has been amazingly thoughtful and sweet and kind, uh, who offered up lots of, of, of thank yous and lots of, um, uh, uh, support, uh, for, you know, my brother-in-law. Uh, thank you for everybody who's been rocking and giving Zombie and Insaga love on the internet. Um, they need it more than ever. Uh, they have been through it in the past month um, for no goddamn reason, which is fucking stupid. Um, but it's been, uh, it's always been eye-opening. I think, I think the, the thing that I want to land on before we go to the break is... I'm always amazed at just how much energy gets spent on things that don't matter. Like, you know, again, I've been doing this work for a long time at this point. I'm finally in a position where I can extend some of the work that I've done here and spawn on me in another, in another space with other people, you know, in my job, you know, in the places that I do the work that I do. Um, to help build up the communities that I, that I care about and love. Right. So, you know, I get a chance to, to do that stuff on a daily basis. You know, a lot of the conversation that usually happens when you <clears throat> are in a space and then you wind up doing work and then you wind up kind of like elevating yourself, you know, you know, you know, you find yourself in a new position or you find yourself in a new space where you can kind of do something very different. Um, there's a conversation that usually happens when you wind up making those moves. It's just like, are you giving back? Are you trying to figure out ways to, you know, not pull the ladder up when you, when you make a move. Right. Um, and for me, that's super important. I've, I've always wanted to be a person who never pulls the ladder up. I always want to make sure the ladder is there and the door is open when you hit the top of that ladder. Um, I, I mentor people all the time in small ways. I talk to people all the time, you know, you know, on Twitter, off Twitter, I've had numerous people hit me up throughout the years and be like, Kyle, how, you know, I see you doing cool stuff. How do I do cool stuff? Is there a way that I can be, you know, can do some of that work? Um, and the answer is always, yeah. <laughs> the answer is always yes. Right. I, even when I'm dead tired, even when I have like no brain power left, even when I'm like, like shorted out, the answer is always yes. Cause I understand how small this industry is. I understand just how many people you know, for whatever successes you see that I get, it, all that stuff is from somebody else helping me out at some point. I never forget that stuff. I never forget that stuff. I think about that stuff all the time. It's the thing that I talk about with, with Paris. I think it's talk about with lots of different people all the time, where it's just like, holy shit, can you believe that we're doing the stuff that we're doing? And holy shit, Thank you to everybody who looked out for me, right? Um, and I think those things are so important, so important. That's the stuff that makes the most difference. When I see even people within our own communities beefing and fighting and and backbiting and and talking shit and shading each other and all this other kind of stuff, like yes, I'm not liked by everybody in the industry. There are people who don't like me. There are people who hate on me and I hear it. I hear the chirping, you know, wherever those things happen. There's people I don't like too, right? But I think at the end of the day, the thing that continues to, 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 to manifest itself 
is that if you ask people about me in the industry, most people have a pretty good thing to say about me. My reputation is fairly strong. I always want to keep that the way it is. And I always want to make sure that whatever energy I have to be able to help other people, I can do that with. The, the amount of hate that we see on the space is so unreasonable. It's so stupid. All of this stuff is just about video games. It's so dumb. It's so stupid that we have grown ass motherfuckers out here on the internet talking about, I hope you die. I hope, I hope you kill yourself. I, I would, I'll kill you. I'll come to your house for a difference of opinion about a thing that you shouldn't have had a fucking opinion about in the first place. Those are the things that keep me up at night. Those are things that make me worry. Those are things that, that, that really bother me because we have so many things that we all need to do. There are so many things that we have to all accomplish. There's so many things in a pan fucking demic that we have to figure out so that we can get back to normal. And then once you do, you still have to deal with all the other isms that happen in the world and all the other things that connect to, uh, you know, all the negative stuff that we see in the world. You have to deal with capitalism being shit ass. You got to deal with racism being shit ass. You got to deal with all the stuff that's not great in this world. But we sit in here, we fuss about this shit, about somebody getting an Xbox for free. And we sit here and we, and we, and we I'm sorry, we sit here, we sit here too. Uh, we sit here and, and, we, and we have all these conversations on the internet about stuff that really does not matter. It's so inconsequential. So inconsequential. It really doesn't matter. I spend so much more time thinking about how I can love on people as a po- and lift them up than all this wild, silly shit that we wind up seeing. And it's so frustrating because it's so much wasted time. So much wasted time and energy. You have like such a small amount of time on this planet. And this is what people are doing with it. It is so frustrating. So when I think about the, the, the content, I think about dreams. I think about goals. I think about, you know, what I want to do with this life and this planet. Like I get infinite joy out of what I do here. I get mad joy out of talking shit on the internet with people who were, you know, fun loving shit with people on the internet and doing that stuff. And, you know, you know, finding good people to be around and and, and lift them up and do good work with. And I'm at the point now where just like, and I've had to cut some people out. Um, and I had to cut some people out already in this life just because of the negative energy that they, that they give out in the world. And I don't even know if that's the thing that they know that they're doing. But I would tell you, and I would suggest, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a person to give you, I'm not a clinic, uh, a person to give you clinical uh, uh, advice in any shape or form. But once, th- once that negative energy was removed from my life, my life became infinitely better. I focus a lot on the good. And I'm, I, and I will say this, a lot of people understand, you know, this, you see me on the internet and, uh, you know, my, my outward persona, which isn't a really persona, it's me. Um, it's pretty, pretty, I'm sorry. I can't talk pretty benevolent. I'm, I'm a pretty happy person on the internet. Like even when people are being shitty and whack, I try to at least inject some good. And now we got to the point where doing that, you get, you get called, uh, you basically get tagged as being a person who's being toxically positive. 
<laughs> which I understand what it means, but it's also like, it's wild. Um, but I, but I go to bed every night, happy, I have a good life, I have a good family, I have a good job. I'm very lucky. Um, and I'm always thinking about ways to try to figure out with the rest of this life, how to figure out ways to make that stuff better for other people. I'm not going to be on here fussing about stuff that already got fussed about 17,000 times already. Cause if you're not willing to try to make a move or fix it, then I don't understand what you have to, to say in the conversation. And we have a lot of people on the internet who love to be loud and wrong. We have a lot of people on the internet who just want to just have a say just for the sake of having a say. And everybody wants to kick their two cents in and, and, and stab people in the back and, and push people when they're down. It's so unreasonable and so unnecessary. So I would say before we hit our break, um, please think about that when you're kind of in the internet spaces. I think the thing I love about our community in, in here in Chicago is that we have people who are pretty reasonable. We have, we have amazingly beautiful, smart people in our, in our community. We have people who really care about other folks. I've seen it happen through Spawn for Good. I've seen it happen through, you know, regular just conversations that happen amongst people in our, in our community. I see it in so many different ways of, of how the concentric circles work between communities, between our stuff, you know, what's good games, between kind of funny, between, you know, Game Attack Radio, between all these other, other organizations and groups of people. And I see that love gets passed around and I see that we are a part of that. And I feel like that is the, the crux of what all of this is for. And I think that is important. I think that has a meaning. So when you see people out here just using their platform for nothing to make a quick buck, what's that for? Not, not much, right? So think about that. Remember that. Try to figure out ways to not do that because it doesn't really have worth. Um, we're going to uh, take a quick break. Um, again, massive love to the folks over Annapurna Interactive for, for giving us some love uh, and helping us uh, showcase uh, the Pathless, which is their newest game. Again, from the folks who made Abzu, uh, it's this beautiful game. It's this mythic adventure of this archer and their eagle uh, in, this, in this vast forest. Uh, you wind up becoming this hunter and you master archery uh, to travel to mystic lands and dispel a curse on this mystical planet, not mystical planet, mystical world that they have built. It is stunning. It is gorgeous. It is a beautiful, beautiful game. Um, it came out on the 12th of November. It's on PS5, PS4, Epic Game Store, and the Apple Store. Uh, right before we take our break, I want you to take a quick look at it. And here's a look at the Pathless. <laughs> Oh, 
We are back from our break. Shout out to everyone here in Chicago. Massive love again to our wonderful folks over at Annapurna Interactive for sponsoring this week's episode of Spawn on Me with Khalif Adams. We have a little bit of stuff left uh, during the show. It was funny because I talked a whole bunch of stuff about the show being short this week. And we're almost at normal time <laughs> for the most part. Uh, shout out to Hip Hop Gamer who just rolled up into the chat here in Twitch land. So massive love to him. Make sure you're checking out the wonderful work that he does over Hot 97 and all the stuff he's been doing with the kids with the children, with the babies out in the world. Um, yeah, we had some stuff. Uh, I, I put out a quick shout out because we were going to do the show on Wednesday uh, and I was feeling a little bit tired and I, I was like, let's put the show off because this week we didn't have to do our normal NFL uh, uh, stream, Thursday night football stream because COVID uh, maybe it got, the, got the game canceled. Uh, so we'll be doing that on Tuesday of next week. We'll probably be doing two NFL streams next week, actually. So uh, lots of cool stuff uh, to be coming through on that end. So make sure you're checking out at twitch.tv slash one on me to go check out that stuff. Um, but uh, earlier in the week, I put out the call to say, hey, we're going to be doing our episode. Uh, you know, make sure that you come through and, and, and check stuff out. If you have any questions, uh, please let us know and, you know, drop something into the, the, the replies on that tweet. And we had a couple of really interesting and, and, and cool questions that kind of came up, uh, during, during that part of my time on the Twitters. Um, so I want to, I want to go through a little bit of them. Uh, it's, these aren't voicemails. So this isn't an episode of ask a anything, which we're, here's the thing. If you are a part of the community and you, and you really are, you know, paying attention to the stuff, the idea is and let me know if this rocks with y'all and, and send me messages on social media about this because I've been trying to figure out the best way to do this. I want to make Ask Kai Anything an actual show. Maybe it would be something that's bi-weekly, right? Because it's hard. Like content, doing doing content in that way where you basically are like asking the audience for questions or any of that kind of stuff. We have a fairly quiet community. Uh, so like when I'm always asked for like feedback or stuff, we don't really get a lot of it. Um, so I don't want to necessarily make a new show or infuse that stuff if we're just not going to have enough people kind of sending in stuff. But the idea is to do an Ask Kai Everything every two weeks, where basically we do one question per show, uh, and that'll give us time in between uh, to be able to uh, gather up more questions and more voicemails from all of you at home uh, so that we can actually spread that stuff out um, in, a, in a good way. Um, so let me know what you think about that. I already have a couple that are like in the pocket already. Uh, so we're going to, I'm going to be recording some um, Ask Call Anythings this week uh, to kind of just have them in the space. Uh, also, we're going to be, to most of the stuff for the new studio is actually in the crib now. So this weekend, I'm going to start building stuff out. So I'll be taking some videos of that stuff. So you'll be able to see those things a little bit later as well. So once, you know, we get all the things together, uh, all those things will happen soon. Shout out to your riot in the chat. If you're not listening to the show radio uh, podcast, you need to go listen to the show radio podcast. He's amazing and, and he's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant content creator in the space. So um, we're going to go through a couple questions and then end out the show on a bizang, uh, as they say. Uh, mind you, people who are here on Twitch land, I haven't done this on on, on the screen yet. So if it messes up, uh, you, you'll, you'll be the first ones to know. So we have our first tweet that comes in from Andrew. Um, and he basically says, you know, since you had the conversation about accessibility last week uh, with the fam, Steve Sayer, uh, what are your thoughts about 
uh, content that kind of brands itself by saying, you know, this is this is known for being difficult stuff that's like the Souls games and things like that. Like, what do you what do you think about games that are kind of doing that kind of stuff? And for me, it's interesting. I think um, I have actually a couple of different thoughts about that in a, in a, in a real way. I, I am the kind of person who this is going to sound a little bit rough and, and, and let me, let me, let me get myself situated uh, before I get into it. Um, I understand the, the call from, from parts of the accessibility community to say like, Hey, we want to be able to play these games and, and, and be a part of that conversation. I, I think that that's a reasonable thing. Everyone should be able to play everything. Um, I am totally fine with that. I think that from a developer perspective, they should be doing any, like they don't have excuses anymore. Like there used to be the kind of just like, um, you know, we don't want to modify our game to be able to kind of do this for, for, for everybody. We, we've made it hard for a reason. We've kind of decided that for the fullest version of us seeing our vision through that we want to make sure these games are hard for all that kind of stuff. As a person who currently doesn't have a lot of time, I don't play stuff on the hardest difficulties anyway. If it's baked into your game to just be difficult for the sake of being difficult, I used to be a person who was in the camp to be like, yo, that's all right. So like, sorry, you can't play it. That has changed a lot over, over the past couple of years, especially having and, and starting to talk to more folks in the accessibility community about understanding and, and hearing and listening to those folks say, you know, this is not just about, you know, artistic vision. This is about like, actual inability to, 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 to actually come to your content in a way that feels like it's available to me. Not even the fact that it's difficult. It doesn't feel available to me, which I think is a very different part of that conversation. I think that that is a very different, uh, uh, conversation in general. Like, yeah, there are difficulty layers. There are things that, that, that go into that space. And I think we've seen other games do really well with difficulty that adjusts on the fly. We've seen stuff that is from a physical standpoint. They've done a lot of changes in the way that you have button mapping. We've seen a lot of those conversations happen over the past couple of years. And, and some of that has been directly because of the things that folks like Able Gamers and Steve have been doing. So when it comes to hard content and, you know, games that are just hard for the sake of being hard, like they kind of don't really they don't really have a place anymore in that way. And if you want to up the difficulty as an able-bodied person, you've raised the difficulty to as hard as, to as high as you want. But if it's baked into the, the, the ethos of your game, I think that you should take some time to think about that. I think that as a, as a developer, you should be thinking about even, if, even from a nuts and bolts standpoint, like even from a nuts and bolts money standpoint, you're gating people out from buying your stuff. You're setting a you're setting a, a a tone for the the game that you make that tells people from the beginning you may not be the person that we want to to purchase our game, which from a game standpoint and from a publisher standpoint and from a from a developer standpoint, why do all that work just to not have it available for people to play? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. So, yeah, I think you know I have been in that space early, and I, my my brain has been changed a lot by knowing people who are who, who go through that stuff, and 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 who and who have those <clears throat> who have those uh, 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 
you know, things being gated from them and, and having those conversations with a lot of folks, I, I've totally changed my mind when I were from where I was three or four years ago to be like, well, yo, well, they, if they can't play it, they can't play it. That used to be me. I'll, I'll fully admit that. Um, and then being told and, and, and being shown and, and, and understanding the difficulties that go along with some, with some disabilities and understanding that that definitely is a debt, you know, not a detriment that definitely keeps you from being able to enjoy this medium that we all love. Like, yeah, accessibility does not mean easier. Does not just doesn't, doesn't mean easy, right? It's, it's lots of different things. And, and shout out to Ben uh, in the chat for sharing that. It's exactly that. It doesn't mean just easy. It's so many different layers to what accessibility is and why those things actually mean something to it. So, um, yeah, great question from Andrew. I think that was, that was pretty, pretty smart. And, 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 you know, thank you for, for adding that into the conversation, especially on the heels of that conversation with, um, uh, with Steve. So mad love to Andrew for that. Uh, next question up comes from Cody Elliott. He says, uh, so how about a crazy prediction for the game boards game being shown, maybe a special appearance. Ooh, I don't know. That one's going to be difficult. Like, I don't know who, like, I remember being in the, in the chat or in the, in the, in the audience at, at the last game awards. And I had a feeling Mortal Kombat was going to be a thing that was shown or talked about. Like I had a feeling that that was going to be a thing that was going to come up. And then when it did, I freaked the hell out. I was in the damn audience taking pictures of myself with my face all freaked out. I was like, I was like tapping Brittany Brombacher. I was like, yo, Brit, yo, Mortal Kombat just happened. Yo, it was crazy. Cause I'm a, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I, I, I still am like Ed Boone is like on my, on my, uh, uh, like on my bucket list for a person to get on the show. Uh, I'm like dying to get Ed Boone on the show at some point. Um, and now I feel like maybe I can, maybe I can do it. I've met Ed in person and, and gave him the bow was like, yo, Ed, you're, you're the dopest cat in the planet. Um, so maybe that'll be a thing at some point before I die that I'll be able to get Ed Boone on the show. Um, but in terms of like really wild stuff that might happen, uh, I'm seeing in chat, someone says silent Hills announcement. I don't think that that's going to be a thing. Um, I, I wonder if we'll see, maybe a glimpse of something from Bethesda. Maybe it's kind of too far out for that to be a thing, but think about this though. And this is the thing that we don't, that's kind of like we're in a weird space, right? COVID is a big thing. So like game development is kind of slowed a little bit in terms of 2020, the biggest game hasn't even come out yet. It'll be here in, you know, 10 and seven days in a week in cyberpunk 2077 they are already blowing out all of the, the stuff that they probably would have shown anyway at this point in terms of documents, uh, 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 like uh, vid docs and all that kind of stuff. So we're probably not going to see any, any mind blowing new things. Maybe they'll put Paris in, in Cyberpunk 2077 and show it at the game awards. That would be wild. Uh, but I don't know. Like I don't, I, I can't think of any games that are supposed to come out that I'm actually really excited about that we'll see anything different on. Maybe we'll see Resident Evil. Like I know it got announced, but maybe we'll see some gameplay. That'll be a thing that would be pretty hype. Like that would be a thing that would be kind of dope. Um, 
I just don't know what else they could show right now that would freak me out. Like a like right now, Jeff Keeley is kind of um like showing up a lot of stuff like, oh, uh, uh, Gal Gadot is going to be presenting an award and this other person is going to present an award and this person is going to be doing music and all this kind of stuff. I just don't know right now what other game from an established IP that we could see that would be as big or even bigger than what we saw with the cyberpunk announcement or like, you know, Halo got pushed back. So like all they can do is be like, well, you'll get a new, you know, we moved up the date, you know, like there isn't a game that I can think of right now that I can like fully just tag and be like, oh, that's the thing we haven't heard about in a long time that we should have an expectation to see that. I just don't know that. And that's, that's fairly rare. Like that's not a thing. Like most times when you come up against the game awards, you have an idea of like stuff, like stuff that's going to probably pop off or something that's probably going to happen. And this year feels really different where it doesn't feel like I have a good gauge on what those possibilities could be. So that's actually kind of dope to be honest. Like I, I like not knowing, like I like still having surprises. I love still having, you know, not knowing a lot and then being like, holy shit, that just got announced. What is that? I do know um, that whatever gets shown at the game awards this year, now that we're already in next gen, they're going to have to wow us graphically with the visuals because currently the best looking games out right now are Godfall, uh, uh, Demon Souls, to NBA 2K and and Spider-Man Miles Morales, but 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 like kinda sorta. Um but like maybe we see something from you know one of the Microsoft teams. Maybe we hear about another Microsoft um ooh, maybe that's what we hear. Maybe we hear about another Microsoft acquisition. That may be what we hear. There's been a lot of conversations and a lot of things swirling around Microsoft about them snagging a Japanese developer. Maybe that's what winds up getting uh, talked about during the Game Awards. That could be a thing. So keep an eye out for that. If you, if you do see it, if that does happen, then you saw it here first. Uh, so I want credit. Um, so, so that may be the thing that we see uh, going on in there. Um, last question of the night uh, comes to us from Joseph. Joseph Bruno, 17. Uh, do you think that Cyberpunk will live up to the hype? Well, we, I, I mean, rumors have it that, you know, that uh, codes will be going out very, very shortly uh, for folks in the press before launch. That's a, that's a rumor I've heard. I'm praying that rumor is true because uh, I want to play that joint as soon as possible. Um uh, TDH in the chat says PlayStation has mentioned that there's something they have something to address Game Pass. I wonder if we see that. They don't have anything to address Game Pass. The only thing they can do to address Game Pass is make their own version of Game Pass that's exactly like Game Pass. <laughs> that's honest. Like they need to just copy Game Pass and just figure out ways to pull in PlayStation games into it. That's all they really need to do. Because what like they don't need to do anything else. Game Pass as a structure. And as a, as a ecosystem, just copy that for PlayStation folks. And then everybody will be happy. That's all they need to do. 
Um, but I will Cyberpunk live up to the hype? I don't. Uh, well, here's the thing about Cyberpunk, and this is this is one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot. Anyway, the conversation around Cyberpunk is going to be gross. <laughs> I am still very excited for Cyberpunk. I am very hyped about Cyberpunk. I think that game is going to be fun. I think it's going to be cool. Do I think it's going to be revolutionary in terms of its storytelling? Probably not, because big games like that just don't do that stuff well. Um, is it going to be a graphical masterpiece? I think so. I, I, I got the machine to run it. And I'll be running it as the highest that I possibly can. But to a certain extent, that is not going to matter as much as, you know, is the, are, the, are the options cool? Do the branching paths in the, in, the, in the story, do they work well together? What's the interaction between you and the other factions? What's the ways that you wind up being able to kind of turn yourself and make yourself the character that you are trying to make yourself into? That that information won't happen until a week from now, and a little bit more, because I'm sure the people who will get codes a little bit early in terms of press, they're going to be bum rushing through that stuff to be able to get their reviews up right around launch anyway. So they'll probably, if they haven't gotten those codes already, they'll probably get about a week to finish the main kind of story so that you have reviews on launch day. Um which sucks because <laughs> to have to like those are games you don't want to bum rush through. It's kind of sucky to have to bum rush through, but that's the way a review works. Uh, to be able to get it out and have it there day and date when you know launch happens, so that people can go buy it. Um, but I don't know if that's even the right question. I do know that the the the, the question. I know that the there's a couple of things I'm worried about. One again, the the conversation around CD Projekt Red and Crunch and all that stuff is going to rear its head again. We know it's going to be a thing. We're going to have the people who are going to hate on it super hard in the press, who are like super woke press. I understand that, and I reason, and it's reasonable. I understand. We all know crunch is bad. We know. Um, and that part is going to suck up a lot of the oxygen in the room. It's going to kind of put a wet blanket on a lot of stuff for at least the first two weeks. Then people are going to start kind of talking about once everybody in the world gets it. People in the world are going to start talking about their experiences. And things that they did, and they're gonna have those water cooler moments virtually, <laughs> uh, where they're like, "Hey, I did this thing with my character. What did you do at this point?" And then they're gonna have those conversations, and then you're gonna start to have all the streamers kind of streaming stuff. You're gonna have everybody kind of going through their plays. Um, that's when it's gonna get interesting. That's when we'll be able to actually answer that question of like, did it did it live up to the hype? Um, but they've hyped that game so much that it kind of can't, um, and that's the hard part. Cause they marketed the game heavy and it's worked. I am very excited about that thing. They showed that photo mode the other day and my brain exploded. I was like, this is the one thing I was worried about or curious about. I was hoping that you had in the game and you have a photo mode in it. I'm, I, I will see you all in 2022. How could I be taking so many goddamn pictures in that game? Um, you know, that kind of stuff is going to be just nuts. Uh, in terms of all those things, those things are going to be wild uh, for all the, for all that stuff. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, but I, but I'm extremely excited for that stuff. Oh, one other thing before we go. Um, 
massive love and shout out. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I think he listens to the show from time to time. Massive love and shout out to my fam, Adam, Adam Sessler. Um, if you did not get a chance to see the G4 reunion show, it was brilliant. It was so good to see that, that like, talk about a thing that gave me a lot of good feelings and a lot of good memories. You didn't see him and Morgan and, you know, and, and Olivia Munn and everybody else on, on the stage, you know, doing their thing, you know, Kevin Pereira, who's, who I, who's fucking amazing. It was so good to see them all together doing their thing. And then Austin Creed becoming the first person to join G4, uh, you know, proper. It, it just, it reminded me of, again, like why I got into this industry. It reminded me of the reasons why I wanted to do this work. Those are the people who I wanted to emulate. Those are the people whose reviews I wanted my reviews to sound like. Those are the people who, if I ever were able to do a thing on camera, I wanted to do a thing with them. Um, so being able to see them do that stuff and, 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 uh, bring a little bit of that magic back for a night really did my heart some good. So, uh, massive love out to the fam, uh, Adam Sessler, who is a Bracago resident for sure, for sure. Uh, and everybody else on that team, it was pretty brilliant. It was really fun to be able to see that kind of stuff happen in a real way. So, uh, we're going to get a body here. Uh, again, thank you all for, for hanging out and, and chilling tonight. Uh, pretty low, low key show in terms of content again, next week, lots of things are probably going to be happening. You're going to be able to check out the game awards. We'll be streaming a bunch of stuff. I'm actually going to be streaming stuff tomorrow night. Uh, this will go up on Friday. I'm going to be streaming for able gamers, uh, and the folks over at harmonics. Uh, I'm going to be doing probably like two hours or so of fuser. Uh, playing some music and, and playing some fuser, making some dope beats on the internet. Uh, so make sure you come back through. I'm going to be starting up around 5 p.m. PST uh, with my my block. Uh, we're trying to raise some money for them. Uh, so that'll be what we're going to wind up doing during that stream. Uh, but yeah, we have some cool stuff and some hopeful, hopefully cool announcements happening next week. Wink, wink. I'm going to wink, wink a couple times. Double wink, double, triple wink. That you may want to make sure you're checking out the internet for uh, because they are going to be pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, the smile on my face is, is, is enough for you to probably get a little bit of hype for it. So, uh, remember we don't do small things here in Chicago. We do big things here in Chicago. So, uh, remember that, uh, going forward. So I am sure once this, once this uh, episode goes up that the quarterings folks are going to come after me again. So please just make sure. <laughs> Make sure, make sure you're paying attention to the internet because it's going to be real funny uh, come, come next week. So uh, mad love to y'all. Have a wonderful night. Please make sure you're staying safe out there. Make sure you're doing everything you possibly can to keep yourselves in a good space. Wash your hands, wash your butt. Uh, and we'll see you all next week on the Swan Me podcast with Khalif Adams. Much love to y'all. Be good. Peace, peace.